Uh, how are you, boys? Uh, am I still muted? Oh, oh, I've muted him. him. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's thanks, there we go. I'm yeah, you. Yeah. I just said <laughs> he cheers. was messing about with his batteries. <laughs> cheers to you. Cheers to everybody. Cheers. Cheers, cheers everybody. You, mm -mm. Lovely. Mm. What are you drinking, Nick? Mm. It's a 22 Trentino. That's a mm. that's a 2022, not a 1922. Unfortunately, oh, I was just going to say 19, <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> 1922, really valuable. It's about you know, you guys are worth it. That's how we roll. Yeah. Listen, we have to spend this RPM money somehow, so you might as well wine two thousand pounds a glass. I think that's that's fair. I think they love it when you say that. Oh, Diane over in Canada. We may be coming over to Canada later next year, so you know. I think it'd be mad not to. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Are we going to give the, yeah. that away at this stage? Should we make some plans? Sweet. You already have. We don't know. We don't know what's happening. <laughs> really? yet. We haven't a clue. We don't know what's happening. We don't happened, know what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Let's, let's not talk about the plans we haven't made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm getting a bit hot, hot and bothered here with you two here. So I'm going to just take the jumper off. Okay. Oh, see, get excited. This, is, this is the present, guys. This is the present you get. Nick stripping. Just carefully yeah. doesn't show anything. Oh, 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 you're going to get as bad as showing your chest like that. I would say yeah. there was a good 24 inches between those nipples, Ben. What did you yeah. say? <laughs> yes. It's impressive. impressive. <laughs> what, taking a jumper off? I'll teach you how to do it one day, Brady. That would be nice, yeah. I love watching my kids take off their jumper. They're just so bad at it. They always just like, take one arm off and they get trapped. <laughs> I love watching them struggle. It never helped. It was like, eh, my face, stop my face. It's like, why do you keep doing this? My that? head's thrown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love watching them struggle. Exactly. We you do this. Do you zip them up like that so that they can? They can't really get their jumper. Brand is, Brand is wearing a zip up top and a large red robe that comes from Star Wars, but it's a it's an enviable red robe. I like that. It's oh. got a hood on the top. Oh, it's a, it's uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi. Absolutely. Yeah, it's my Santa robe. Very good. Cool. Very I nicked nice. it off. <laughs> yeah, I, I think tried to. Uh, I tried to buy plugs, a buy guys. A um, so we are the Raw Pet Medics, and we are. Podcasts on every podcast you can possibly imagine, Spotify and Apple and um, you name it. That's about all I know, to be honest. Um, so yeah, whatever you use, he says, adjusting his camera, whatever you use, you can usually find us on podcasts. We are on Patreon. We thank all our Patreon people on Raw Pet Medics forward slash, uh, no, patreon.com forward slash, forward slash Raw Pet Medics. <laughs> Logical. And I listen, I've only had one so sip of wine. I've only had one sip of wine so far as well. <laughs> yeah. So it can only go down from here. Um so everybody's well. Um anyway, guys, what was the what was the topic for I can't even remember yeah. what was the title's important. People of on podcast, <laughs> there's enormous words on the screen saying twenty twenty three review. So aside from last week, let's go a little bit further back. Um, we do. You guys have a little list of the shows. Yeah, that we have I've got the shows. The so uh, I was, I was going to ask. No, so, so my thought. I was going to ask you. What was your favourite show? Who was your favourite guest? What have you learned? Just you know, one little snippet that you've learned in twenty three, and what's your favourite book or podcast or Colour. episode of this, that, and the other that you've seen in twenty 
three. And then, and then uh, uh, I think Connor said, why don't we just go through each episode and see what we can remember. <laughs> I think that's far which fairer. Is, which is, no, well, it's easier. It's a bit more idiot-proof, which is probably appropriate for this evening. But, um, yeah, okay, so I've got, I've got the list here in front of me. Um, can you see it? Have you guys both got it? I and mean, then we can go through it I together. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have got it. I'm just trying to make sure my phone is off as I browse. The uh, yeah, I've got a big list there. I actually picked out a couple of bits. Um, like when you think about all yeah. the guests we had with uh, Judy Morgan, with Becker and Habib, we, you know, um, uh, we have Matthew Moddy Lambert. We had Moddy Lambert. Moddy Lambert got yeah, two. Big. We have tried two. Big noise. Yeah. 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 So like we had uh, we had good guests. So Judy Morgan was great. She is an easy one to chat to and. Uh, was a good thing to have on. So I love Caroline, that. I Caroline, love to Zoo Farmer. We had um well. Oh yes, Caroline Ingram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Zoo Farmer Cozy thing. That's been a big part of my year, Zoo Farmer Cozy, because I'm right. now in every all I get is the recurring skin and gut conditions. It's really all I'm you know, I'm not equipped to deal with most of the other stuff. So it's like but that I'm I'm good at. And I get that and there's a key bit of it where I, I'm now convinced that so many conditions, a lot of these raw fed owners don't add salt to the diet, although we have been correcting that and saying good quality salt, very nutritious, very deeply nutritious, and to offer it to the dog. And before Zoo Pharmacosy came into my life, before Karen started really telling me to look at Zoo Pharmacosy, then Caroline Ingram, you guys might be familiar with it, but I wasn't. But Caroline got into it very, or Karen did very quick. And I started thinking, instead of just putting the salt on the food, you just offer the dog some salty water. So the dog can choose its own mm. little bit of salt. And so Zoo Pharmacosy, I started thinking about it for a lot of different spirulina. You see lots of videos online of dogs eating spirulina a lot because it's a detoxer and good sick dogs eat a lot of spirulina. And if you put chlorella and spirulina beside each other, they always go for the spirulina. It's like, right. it's, it's, there's something, yeah, it's just really interesting. And somebody gave me a tip saying some dogs like it dry and some like it in a paste. That's like a classic Zoo Pharmacosy thing. So, I learned from Caroline Ingram, I need to do her course, I need to learn more about this, because offering the dog bits on the side, it's such a wonderfully simple, intuitive idea that I find myself talking about all the time. And last little bit on this, magnesium, one of you two said, uh, we were talking about magnesium and its role in tremors, and these dogs were getting tremors, and I thought, okay, salt clearly is a fantastic source of really absorbable magnesium, so I thought, okay. Uh, so I had this collie with these terrible front leg tremors and she couldn't get it right. She was ticking all the other boxes. I said, just offer the dog some salty water. Let's see. Within a week, I get an email. I just can't believe this. Two days of drinking salty water. This dog's tremors have stopped. And I'm like, oh my God. It could have been anything now. Who knows what it was? But so I'm just, I'm, I'm really bowled over the zoo pharmacosy thing. And it's like homeopathy. It's like, it's right there. And I feel like I need to do this now because I've got kids now. They're getting colds and I don't know how to treat them. You know, and I know the homeopathy will be handy with my toothache and all the other stuff that's happened. And I've, I haven't got the ability to actually treat some of these bits. So Zoo Pharma, that really has been a big part of my life. So I thought I need to get my arse in gear. That's really, that really so. useful because I'm treating uh, a, a a little Jack Russell bitch who has had kind of circulations, mm, tremors for a long time. Um, uh, and, and the owner, Sally, we've been doing a lot of work we've, with, with homeopathy. We've, we've reduced them by about 80% or so. So uh, uh, she, that is probably here listening to us right now. I can't see Facebook because I'm using it to record. But 
Sally, remind me, let's have a look at the salt thing as per Dr. Brady. That would be a really, really mm -hmm. good idea. So thank you for that. That's a really good idea. Because I see, I see not, kind of shaky dog periodically. And, and yeah, that's really useful. I think totally. Yeah. You see it in collies a lot for some reason. You see that tremors. And I always thought it's just because they're ready to go. But she said, no, this is something else. It's just the legs are just in constant tremor. Mm. And, it, you know, it, and couldn't explain it. I thought, you know, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to have like 10, the top 10 things that dogs will select in like on a little tool belt ready to go. So when your dogs have good conditions, you put down four or five things in front of the dog and say, what do you want? Chamomile or marshmallow or, you know, and you let the zoo pharmacology people would say, stop putting the herbs in the food altogether. I can't, I'm yeah. not there yet. I'm still yeah. putting the stuff in going, no, this has to help your gut. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, no, no, the dog will take what he needs. And I'm thinking, yeah, children don't, but. Dogs probably would, I suppose. So, well, yeah, no, there was that study, study in the twenties, wasn't there? About uh, in the nineteen twenties, where they let kids just go at the foods that they wanted. You know that one, Nick. You, I oh, think yeah, you did. Yeah, you you said this actually up. a while ago. What was that? And say it, it was, again. Say it again. Yeah. So this is this was a study that I presented in Helsinki. I'm glad you remember it, Brent. And you weren't having a snooze. That's good. <laughs> some of us, some we of listen. us remember this we stuff. Listen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very, very intensive. So, so uh, I can't remember. Doctor, it was something like Doctor Judy. Doctor, <laughs> he gave the talk and he can't even remember. Clara, <laughs> Doctor Clara, Clara's kids. Okay, Clara, if you yeah. guys, so it's Clara's kids. If you if you Google Clara's kids, basically, she did some hmm. studies with a, a, sm a small group of, of 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 kids as a as a, a pilot study. And she had these kids, they were orphans, and they were completely malnourished. One of the kids had rickets, and another had scurvy, and goodness knows what. And in this day and age, you wouldn't be able to do these kind of studies. But actually, she was you know, taking them into a, to, to a, a better nutritional place. She gave them the full range of 40 foods, including... Yeah, you know, there was buttermilk, and there was cod liver oil, and there was meat, and there were vegetables, and there was this, that, and the other. Okay, so a lot of really great unprocessed food, and she just left them to it. And um, she didn't just put them in a room with loads of food and and walk away for two years. She, her 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 nurses were meticulously watching and noting what the children ate, and but they weren't guiding them whatsoever to see if the children had an innate sense of what they needed to eat. Every single one of those children, she did, she, 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 she did the uh, experiment on about 16 kids in all, over a 10-ish year period. You know, she did it, she staggered it. And the children were substantially more healthy than their peers when they finished the study. I'll tell you who put me on to Clara's kids was our friend Jane Buxton who wrote The Great Plant-Based Con, who we had on mid-June yeah. of this year. So that's a lovely tie-in. So if you're interested in that, she yeah. she describes was that halfway not, through the book. Was it not also in What Your Food Ate? Uh, Is that not also one of the sources that that little story comes from? It's been mentioned in, in a few sources, few but that's yeah, yeah. where I first... Came across Clara's kids. Right. Yeah. Okay. Jane. I with just shared wife. it on the Facebook page for for people that are listening. I just shared the review of what the Clara's kids the review of that work. Uh, somebody wrote a study on it in two thousand and six, uh, and so I just shared it on the Facebook page for people to look yeah. at. That's really interesting. Bloody hell! 
And there's loads of those studies done in dogs as well, self-selection studies and ad-lib feeding and free feeding is what they call it. People are doing it today where they let dogs eat whatever you want. And I'm like, ooh, I'm not sure about that because... I just don't know. I don't think it, I can't trust myself to eat whatever I want. You know, Dudley is a pig. Yeah, but I was you, like, there's no yeah. way he'll turn it off. Yeah, chocolate is not one of the 40 options, though. Yeah, yeah chocolate and yeah. beers. You know, help yourself, Carl. I mean, <laughs> ah. but, uh, I, I tried, I tried it, Dudley. Someone told me that all dogs, all deep chested dogs, and I assume Cocker Spaniel is one of them, all deep chested dogs can eat 10% of their body weight. And so I was pushing this message quite a lot, saying, so a Labrador wants, you know, three kilos you know six and a half pounds of meat and bone when it eats and it's like that's a huge portion of food so i did one test on on dudley and uh and i gave him as much food as he wanted and he kept eating and he got over like 1.1 1.2 kilos into him to the point that he kept on trying to eat and i thought he was going to injure himself <laughs> like he was like you know uh, uh, and he kept he wasn't like i've had enough now i'm going to lie down it was just this whimpering and you know he was uncomfortable and i thought uh oh this is not this don't try this at home kids um but yeah uh so ad-lib free feeding for dogs i'm not quite sure but it's really interesting what they do select so i bet you all animals do that they very quickly learn what foods over time, you need that initial kind of straight for the sugar. Yeah, they might go crazy initially, as as most of us would, yeah. but they may settle into some kind of pattern. Now, I'm I'm gonna I just challenge you on that, Connor. We've got deep chested yeah. dogs, we've got uh, whippet Italian greyhounds, and now we've got an absolute lunatic lurcher puppy. <laughs> if anybody wants a Is lurcher puppy, just let me know. <laughs> Nick's got one. <laughs> He's just a lunatic. Uh, he's Is got he a very good heart, yeah. but that you know when he's peeing on the floor all day long and, uh, oh, and shitting no, on the floor no, all no. day long. Come on, well, buddy, you're fine. I know behaviour is not to go to, um, and he's <laughs> that right next yeah. to you. <laughs> we take him out. We take him out for an hour and a half. Bring him well, home. He, still does. He, he pees and poos on the floor. Oh, you not train him to come out. Was... How old is he now? He's about 18 weeks, 19 weeks. Oh, my and God. Just, got kennels. Trained, trained to go to commands by that point. It just is, is doesn't go good. It doesn't get it. But it's like, you oh. know, it's like, it's like someone that's been wearing nappies for the first five years of their life. Yeah. And it's like, okay, take your nappy off. And it's like, what? Five, like, it's, forget about a baby spending a few months. Like, if, if you are five months old, you are five years old. You have, the first year of a dog's life is 16, 18 years. They say, mm. like, every year is seven years. But actually, in the first year of a dog's life, don't forget, he matures very quickly. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, so you forget that, you know, by the time he's six months old, he's 10 or 11 or 12. So if he has spent five of those six months confined or wherever he is and he's been weaned on the floor, that's a very normal thing, you know, to do. And so oh, that's, a, that's a tricky one. It'll go, it'll pass. All these things will pass, but it's a very frustrating. After oh, a walk, with a bit of work, thinking? with a bit of work, come on. Yeah, a bit of work. Did you, yeah. I, I was going to yeah. say, this is the stuff that I used to do in puppy parties 20 years ago, you know, teaching people how to train their puppies into going outside when they first get them. Because yeah. you usually get them bundled into their arms at eight weeks. And yeah, sort of easy, like, that's easy. one of the bangs of their lives. Yeah, we got, him, we got him at 16 weeks. So he had a fairly good go at peeing on the pooing on the floor <laughs> yeah. before that. Hey, listen, so I've got a, I have a tip for you about weaning on the floor. Okay. Uh, you 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 absolutely well, new need biological. You need biological cleaning fluid. You have to get the smell of ammonia off your floor because it smells like a latrine, and he'll want to wee in that same room again. 
So you have to use biological cleaning food, which is probiotic. What, use your, like use the probiotic washes from Joe. Mm -hmm. Using Genius Probiotics. Okay. And use the biological floor cleaner from him. Mm -hmm. And it'll eat the nitrogen, it'll eat the ammonia, and then it'll it'll hopefully mm. less keen to do it. But you have to wall off the toilet areas. If it keeps going in the same spot, you have to wall off that area, scrub it down, because if you've got floorboards, it goes down under the floorboards yeah. and Yeah. Oh, it's tricky. Dudley still does it occasionally, he'll still do it. When he's hairy, <laughs> when he's got saying. long hair. He still complains about his dog. Still peeing in the house. I, I, stand there, I stand there arguing with him. Like I stand there at night time. You know you're going to bed and you're just tired and it's like half twelve at one o'clock. You open the door and Duddy's looking out at the rain going, yeah, no, I don't think I'll go out. And I'm going, if you need a wee, Duddy, you better go out. And he's looking at me going, I don't need a wee. It's like, okay. And uh, yeah, and you come down the morning and he's looking at you going, yeah, I did actually need a wee. I bet he had that wee straight away. He doesn't like having wet socks. So uh, I've just given him a hair trim there so he's nice and cold for winter. But yeah, uh, Anyway, that's that's the uh, So what else, Brian? What what did you like off that list, Brian? Have you got the list, or do you want me to tell you? No, no, I've got the list. Um, yeah. I mean, just going back to uh, that was an eye opener. What we were saying about the kids and the, the pets eating those certain amounts that they needed, because it's brought me to a realization in a lot of consultations where you get dogs and cats that will eat something for so long and then suddenly stop, and there is a story in. Uh, both I think the plant-based con and also in what your food ate about you know if you've got uh, and ultra processed food but if you've got a child that eats something over and over again you know for weeks like they might eat cherry tomatoes and all of a sudden they'll stop mm. and they'll go on to something else and it was a bit of a do you know what actually this may explain why we've got some dogs and cats that will just eat one thing. You know, they'll eat a Ooh. certain protein or a yeah. certain, you know, organ or over and over again, they'll go for that supplement. And all of a sudden it's like, I don't need that anymore. And they stop. Yeah, that's And they'll stop eating the stuff. And, and I say, to, you know, everybody's been putting it down to, oh, I've got a really fussy dog. Yeah. And actually, sometimes it isn't that they're really fussy. It's just that you're not offering the thing that they need. Yeah, and they need a little yeah, bit more selection, or you're mixing stuff into their food with all of these umpteen supplements, and they're just going, "I don't need that," you know. Just yeah. don't put yeah. it in the food. Okay, how about five? this project for 2024, then, guys? That we ask our incredibly diligent uh, uh, people who follow to consider, and this is a major pain in the ass, and I realise that that they consider putting. Say they they're separating out the out the bowl. You know, you see these beautiful Instagram pictures. You've got you've got you know nine yeah. different elements to the bowl. Well, why don't we do the opposite of that? And for those people who can be asked with this, because because most people could not do this, you put down nine different bowls, and you have you have the duck neck in that bowl, and then you have some I don't know pureed spinach in the next, and you have some spirulina in the next, and you have some uh, some 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 uh, marine oil in the next, and what have you, and maybe some I don't know minced lamb in the next, or you know, whatever you would put in this big cacophony smorgasbord in one bowl. You just try and separate it out. Even if you just put all the meat over there and all the veg over there, that I think is going to be very yeah. interesting. Mm. Uh, there, uh, there is feed trials out of meat, veg, dry food, and they even did it in quantity where they put up a lot of dry food and a tiny bit of meat. 
And almost 100% of the time in these trials, often done by pet food companies, the dogs go for the meat. They take a meat-soaked tissue before they eat dry food in, in one study, which is a great one. I must share that again. That was funny. So it's like meat flavor is really important to them. So, yeah, I bet they'd go for the meat. But I, I wonder, like, what types of meat are right for your dog? And does it matter where your dog comes from? Like, if your dog is a, you know, comes from northern areas or comes from, you know, agricultural areas or he's reared uh, nomadic, you know, you've got this Akita, you know, he ain't a grain as much as the other fella, you know. Dry fed, ex dry fed dogs, do they still eat carbohydrates? Uh, it's interesting that, and and even with the herbs and stuff, like what do dogs actually select and when? And there's a wealth of information you could get from that. That is absolutely fascinating. So 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 I used yeah. to work. Uh, you know, mm, she died about ten years ago or so, and uh, this this old old lady. She's I don't know, seventy five or so, and she'd been feeding dogs all her life, and her theory. That you know, if you've got a Pekingese, then you've got to think, okay, maybe rice might be beneficial as part of the diet. Pekingese, Peking, China, etc. Yeah. If you've got a, a, a Japanese Spitz, then maybe you should look at the classic Sushi. Japanese diet. Maybe more fish than, than than otherwise. If you've got a dingo, then you'd be going more for you know, I don't know lizards. Pretty difficult Barbecue. to get at uh, yeah. pets for. Pets at home, me thinks, uh, and what have you? So, I think you know if you've got yeah. a, a, a specific breed, or even if you've got a cross, which is demonstrating the the phenotype is very strongly you know one side of that that cross. You know you've got a, you've got a shepherd cross who looks really shepherdy. Say right, what do they eat in Alsace back in the day? Answer probably quite a lot of goats, quite a lot of sheep. Quite a lot of dairy, maybe. You know, how fascinating yeah. is that as a project for 24? Yeah, that's it. You need huge numbers to participate to get a get a spread because there'll be like pups will eat what they were trained to eat as, pu- as, as pups in the imprinting period, that first five months of life. So yeah. the, the Chinese scientist Cull in 67, 100 chow chow pups, if you rear them on veg, they'll select veg for their survival. Yeah. If you rear them on meat, they'll select meat. And if you mix it, they'll eat whatever. Yeah. So it's like, that's a real crucial first period. So most of the studies, uh, ad-lib kind of feed trials mm. done on dogs are done on dry-fed laboratory animals. And it's like, is that representative of a real, of a real animal? And, and even when you're dry-fed, they still don't include dry food in their, in their diet. It's like, yeah, we'll eat anything but carbohydrates. They always go for fat initially, and that decreases then over time. Um, there was another good guest that, uh, do you remember, um, this was midway through the year, this is the end of April, early May, Gemma Hodson. Yeah, yeah. She had uh, that company, pain, the pain um, behaviorist. Her simple Dynamic tip at the end dog. of her talk. Dynamic dog, thank you, Gemma, if you're watching, sorry. But Gemma's lovely and nothing, sim- nice, simple message, but she is absolutely, um, what's the word? She's so, uh, she sees it all the time. Everything's to do with pain. So she goes, if I see bad behavior, I'm instantly thinking there may be pain at play. And I just thought, yeah, maybe. And she goes, the very simple solution to that to find out is to give a little bit of pain relief. Mm. And if the pain relief works and, and, and the behavior improves in any way, then it has to be pain related. And I thought, what a wonderful. And you can apply that to a lot of things where you actually give the solution, let's say like an internal yeast issue in a dog. And you're not, external yeast issues, you can see it, you can smell it, it's, it's, it's easy and it's treatable and we can do it, great. 
but an internal a dysbiosis where there's a terrible yeast bloom and the dog is chronically itchy that's harder because you need someone to actually go through the poo and tell you there's a yeast issue so actually you can just spend a week or two giving a yeast treatment to those dogs a bit of cellulase a bit of raw garlic a couple of other things mct oil and if the dog improves and they're the only things you've added in well then it's most likely if you're trying to kill yeast and it kills them so i thought giving the solution from Gemma Hudson's idea, give the solution and like so. And then she also explained that there's four or five different types of pain relief. There's paracetamol, which you can get, you know, easy peasy, careful how you do it and dosage and all that. But you can do it. But she goes, that's just one type of pain relief. She goes, vets are experts at pain relief. And there's like four or five different. You've got neurological pain, bone pain, and all sorts of things. When you look at, you look doubtful as you, as I said, vets are experts at pain relief. Not every vet is excellent at pain relief, and I would say. Okay. There is a lot of work done to encourage more appropriate pain clinic and pain control through okay. multimodal options. So if your, pain, if your pain relief from your vet just consists of a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, do question whether there's other options alongside that to investigate the pain. How there can is we so ask much that? We can't ask the vet that. Is there a better way? Like, I mean... If, they've just handed if they just give you one thing, if they give you one thing and say that is the pain trial, that is it, okay, and don't say, look, there's many options. We'll try this first. We might move on to other things. Okay, yeah, that's what then then that would be a question that I'd say, okay, is there an option to add some things together? You know, where are we going if this particular drug doesn't work? You know, don't just get suckered into a one drug pain trial yeah definitely yeah okay, okay. and that's yeah, what i'm right. saying to, to ask for yeah. don't i'm not expecting you yeah. to know all the drugs i'm not expecting you to know all of the things from acupuncture and chiropractics and homeopathy and herbal medicine and you know all of the other things with laser therapies that you could go into let alone all of the opioids and and other analgesics i'm just saying if they give you one drug and say yeah. that's a pain trial, okay? Yeah, you know, no, I want more. Questions. I want different. It is yeah. a good Where place we go to start, from... though, because if you think of it, sure. we've been doing it. We've been doing it in equine medicine. We've been doing pain trials for as long as I can remember, okay? And I've been, I was treating horses. I don't treat a lot of horses now, unfortunately, because I love the things. Um, we've been doing pain trials since, I don't know, phenobutazone was invented really since like the 60s or so yeah you've got a you've got a a, a, a stroppy gelding you've got a mare who will reject this saddle and the, the rider is saying no 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 it's just she's just really badly behaved you say well why don't we do a pain trial to see if it is a behavioral thing or whether it's actually a pain thing so pain relief in horses was very simple it's, it's much more advanced now but you put them on butte for a week or two and if the behavior improves then you have you have pretty categorically demonstrated that, that. pain is a large part of the disease process okay so we've been Love doing it for how long 60 years in horses and we're only just getting on on the thing i've been doing it probably the last 10 15 years in dogs because my old mate john bowen said 40% of behavior cases that he sees, and he sees a range of everything, 40% have a basis in pain. It could be 
musculoskeletal oh. pain, can be gut pain, can be chronic pancreatitic pain, can be you know, yeah. probably even headaches that we don't recognise very well as yeah. bad. You know, yeah. so headaches. But and how do you find out pain in a dog? Well, how do you find occult pain? Yeah, because if the dog is lame, you know it's in pain. If the dog can't climb stairs when it used to two weeks ago, then you know there must be pain. But if you've got a dog who just changes behaviour, you think, crikey, is there pain or is there not? You can't just say, Mr. Jones, are you in pain as the GP would? You have to do something else. So I think that kind of pain intervention, I'm not a fan of drugs, but this is one of many interventions where you can make a stunning difference. Yeah, you put them on for a yeah. week, 10 days, two weeks or so, long enough to really tell what's what. If there's no change, you can reassure the owner with, a, with an appropriate combination. If you're not quite sure, you move on to a second. You, you, you change the, you know, you go from, from, from galaprant to gabapentin to amantadine to whatever it might be, just to make sure that you can just truly rule it out. And I've seen so many cases where, oh, my God, I didn't realise the dog was actually yeah. in that pain. So it's a way and, of having a brought... conversation. Some really interesting. I've got two cases um, of that presented as pruritus, so really bad Itchy. itching skin. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And actually, what it's come down to, mm. you know, they've been on all of the things from steroids to um, uh, giving Apoquel and all of those other drugs for itching. But that's what it's come down to is that this has been down to impingement of nerves and it's actually uh pins and needles itching. wow and yeah. as soon as we've given the appropriate pain controls and anti-inflammatory mm. that's what's got on top of it Good and grief. so you can have these dogs that are itching like crazy and driving the owners nuts and they're looking for parasites and doing mm. everything that you could possibly think of and actually you know it's come down to you know control of inflammation and pain Okay, I'm so, going to give a yeah, big shout out that. to osteopaths and chiropractors. I think they're underused. Mm. Get somebody who, who you know to yeah. be experienced and very, very good. You're going to say, what's the difference between osteopath and chiropractor? It doesn't matter. If they're good yeah. and they're not whackers and crackers, but they're actually you know, really manipulating and, 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 and feeling what's happening with the case, they're worth their weight in gold. You know, I, I would say there's to... a guy, there's a... Sorry. Sorry. No, I, say to, I just say to clients, if you had a bad back, would you go to your GP or would you go to the chiropractor or the osteopath? You know, in, 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 back specialist. I want someone that sees backs every single day. Exactly. There's a guy that keeps popping up in my, in my various feeds and uh, he's obviously a bone setter of some fashion. I'm not sure what, but uh, he does cats and dogs. And, uh, you know, he can have some big dogs and he has to, dogs in a little bit of pain and he can see his neck is sore. And, the guy comes over and he's just petting him, he's petting him and just all he goes, no, the dog gets a shock. Mm. And then he's like, oh, deadly, that's you. And then the dog just softens straight away and it's like, oh, nice one. It's written all over the dog's face that there was instant relief. The problem with the back bit is that um, the, if it's been there a long time, the bone's constantly trying to get back into that awkward position it was in. Mm. And it's like, you have to, with humans anyway, you have to sign up. There's a guy down the road who, who's helping me after a bike crash and uh, he was saying, no, it's not a one-time thing. He said, or a two-time thing. You yeah. need to come at me. You need to come to me. You take out a three-month um, thing with this guy, and you, you don't have to book in to see me. Even if I'm with somebody else, you just walk in, hop up in the bed. I'll know what your issue is, and, and out you go. 
And he goes, you got to keep doing it until the back eventually gives in and says, right, bloody hell, I'll stay this way then. Because you've got muscles that are pulling it. Mm -hmm. The muscles have been trying to do you a favor, trying to keep your back straight. But the muscles have been compensating for an out-of-shape spine. So when you pick that spine back in, this muscle still trying to pull it back again. He says it's a long old process. And I'm sure it could be combined with acupuncture and everything else that could work on the muscles and stuff that the bone guy doesn't know about. But it was interesting that I had to go to him relentlessly. Not relentlessly, but a number of times before I felt I didn't need to go to him anymore. It wasn't just once. I wonder if it's the same with dogs. I'm sure it is. You know, all that pressure on the dog's back, all that weight, belly hanging down. You know, how does little backs last? Little dashings. And I think the best therapist is the therapist who will give you a, 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 some kind of timeline. It's not, you know, because there, there, there are some therapists who will say, right, come in in two months for your next uh, adjustment mm. constantly yeah. for the rest of your life. And I'm not sure that's, that's, no. that's in, in, yeah. in Just... many cases, that's not the case. You know, if, you've got, if you're permanently yeah. out, then possibly. But I think that, you know, we're seeking to cure. Cure is, is returning somebody to a state of equilibrium where they don't need anything. They don't need a vet. They yeah. don't need a doctor. They don't need an osteopath. They don't need an anything. It's just called very boring thing called life. And I think that that's, that's yeah. really important. We try and put ourselves out of business. That really is the What's the, what's the science behind my cheeks going red on gin? Why does gin make my <laughs> cheeks go red? Don't really know. It's dilution, dilation of uh, vasculature, is it not? Yeah, it doesn't happen with Why? all alcohol, though. So Only gin. It, no. it, yeah, I would say that's a zoopharmacognosy thing. Also, it may be, it may be in the... Um, the, the tonic that's going rather than necessarily the uh, so maybe the tonic is giving you a bit of a, a flush. I'm going to have to experiment with a number of gins and a lot of <laughs> yeah. tonics tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Every spoon is Does it happen with whiskey for you? Uh, well, see, I only drink one type of whiskey. I, I'm, unfortunately, I don't drink whiskey and I, I miss it. I, I've uh, never had it. Uh, I miss it. But within but, yeah, the whiskey. I only drink the fry because Nick. Nick yeah. yeah, you've yeah. got to try at least a dozen whiskeys in order to make yeah. sure yeah. that it's not <laughs> just a particular right soil. Then. You know, Isla might be different Whiskey from, from, from a, a, a Glen Morangy, different oh, from a Glenfiddich. Yeah, but you know, we got him. We got him onto I, Lefroy, didn't we? That's the thing. Lefroy, I'm on Lefroy. Um, Is I it any good? That. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I get the. I get a decent bottle. I go up to the north of Ireland across the border, dodge tax, and uh, you get a much cheaper bottle of Laphroaig to, uh, so everyone goes to Newry, we all go to in the Republic of Ireland, if you want to, if there's some sort of tax loophole, Newry does well, and, uh, but your booze is so much cheaper than Ireland's booze, we've got, we've got, like, I mean, you half price, the Laphroaig would be double the price in Ireland's, Blimey, whatever right. bottle you choose, so, yeah, so 30, wow. 40 sterling yeah, in Northern Ireland will get you a bottle of Laphroaig that will cost you, like the Select, which is, you good know, stuff. whatever it is it's yeah. only about 10 years it's good it's about 10 years but it's like it's about maybe 60 70 euro here but it's only about 30 sterling in the supermarket wow. up in northern ireland so it's tempting to pick up a and will it give you the flush so, effect no it doesn't it's only it's well it's, it, i don't drink vodka but if i did when i do whenever i did as a kid i would get that very flushed uh, red face as well i remember i was in new york one time and i said a thing and it was like long and it was a lot of vodka and uh I had like this huge red blotches on my neck and my cheeks and it was like vodka warned me, don't drink me because of a wow. bit of a gluten issue. Yeah. So like if I, if I go out in the night in beers, I'll be snoring like a pig and they won't let me sleep beside her. So <laughs> beers really <laughs> stuff me up. So it's a gluten <laughs> thing. It surely is. 
I, I remember someone told me a while ago I was sensitive to gluten and you know you, if you yes you've got to get off it and that was the start of me thinking hmm well, I'm sensitive to gluten and 30% of Europeans are um, you know, 40-50% of Africans are because they, they weren't raised on gluten-containing crops. They, were, they grew up with sorum and millet and non-glutinaceous crops. Aboriginals, 60-70% to 70 of them are gluten intolerant because there's just no gluten in Australia until whites bring it over. And so, um, so it goes with how long you've been exposed to this protein and because we, you know, so about 30% of Europeans. And when I was over in Australia, I was thinking, okay, this is why I'm snoring. All of a sudden, there's something in the Australian wheat that's really bothering. Maybe it was the type of glyphosate they use. Or who knows? But definitely Aussie wheat did it to me badly. And uh, then I thought, how come dogs are being fed 60% wheat and they're okay? They haven't been eating wheat for 50 years, 60 years. And that was my number one question. I thought, how do dogs process gluten safely? And that was the one of the very first things it's I started very... researching when I was with guide dogs in Australia. And there was just nothing. There was no studies. One or two studies by day, and that was it. Was like, they don't. What? They don't process it safely. It's the point. They don't. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, like that's the answer. Yeah. yeah. Like but, itchy, uh, IBG, bad ears, bad feet, bad bums. Yeah, guys, bad I'm going to pull the yeah. plug. It's going. I'm going to pull the plug. I'm going to say. Oh. Oh, 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 shall we go to Patreon? Go to Patreon, yes, and yeah. we're going to go one by one, very quick fire through the whole shebang. Okay. From last year. On Patreon, okay. one comment. So we're going to say the, the one thing, one the one thing on that we show. remember from that show, and that's going to be okay. a challenge for Connor, who wasn't that's at. Going to be tricky. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be tricky for me. All right, cool. All right, let's no, do, that'll that'll be good. Let's do that. Oh, look, it's been great, guys. Thank oh, you, yeah. and got some treats coming for you. Please, you know, if you uh, do want to support what we do and you love to come see us, uh, please. Do follow us on um, the patreon.com forward slash raw pet medics um, for the price of a pint, okay, which you've just seen me drink. Thank you very much for that one person. Um, and yeah. um, for a price of a pint, pint uh, a you month. can support us. It's pretty good. A pint a month. In fact, a yeah, pint is good. probably seven or eight quid these days, for goodness sake. So yeah, it's actually it cheaper yeah, than yeah, a pint. pint. So it's cheaper yeah. than a pint. Yeah. <laughs> So come join us, um, see what we've got to, uh, to show you over there. And hopefully we've got loads of exciting stuff that will be coming out to you guys. We've got so many projects we want to do and uh, we want to share it all with you. So uh, come support us. And uh, for those who want to see what we're going to do in an hour or so, everything should be uploaded to Patreon so you can see what we've talked about. So we're going to Patreon now. It won't be... Yeah on patreon for about an hour because it takes takes that long for the cogs to to work so it's yeah. eight-ish now it'll be nine-ish before you can see it yeah the mainframe power up <laughs> <laughs> like a computer from the 1960s i think that's more <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah. do that guys let's do that cool All take right. it easy guys take care yeah.